Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right. My name is Gary John Bishop. Welcome to Unfuck Nation. As you know, I'm your host with the most accents. I'm coming to you from a secret location somewhere in the middle of Europe. But I've also got some other news for you this week, like super duper news, like big time news, certainly in terms of, of the nation, right? So, you know, you get your podcast wherever you get your podcast. But for the first time ever, You can go to our YouTube account, Gary John Bishop YouTube account, and you will find recorded versions of the podcast uh, with video. So now I'm doing it on video too. So, you know, if you want to watch my big head um, and and while I'm talking, you can do that, right? So now we're on YouTube. So spread the word and jump over there, subscribe, rate, review, all the other good things. Listen, I got a brilliant show for you this week. And, you know, because I've been doing a lot of interviews, even though I'm kind of far down the line since when the book went out, Grow Up, Becoming the Parent Your Kids Deserve. Um, I did a brilliant interview just the other day with Ed Milet on his serious radio show. And, um, you know, he just had some brilliant questions. He was a great interviewer. And he was also he's also a fan of the work. Right. And that helps a lot. Right. It really does help. So anyway. If you can check out Ed Milet, go ahead. He's doing great things. And he's somebody who's got a real deep fascination for my work and what I'm at to do. So, you know, it's always good to connect with people who have, you know, who are aligned with kind of like my vision, I guess. But anyway, I, um, but I've got a great show for you this week. Um, not only have we been very busy doing that, but I'm laying down the seeds for the new book. Uh, that I'm working on right now. There's a couple of new audiobooks that are going to be coming out probably sometime in 2024. Those books are going to be coming out. Audiobooks only, though. There should be two of them. Um, but I haven't quite worked out what I want them to be about yet, quite frankly. <laughs> That's where I am. Um, I will say this, though. If you are watching me on YouTube for the first time ever, these are temporary surroundings, right? So, um I'm basically being a support unit for my two boys who are, two of my older boys who are committed to becoming professional soccer players. So, uh, you know, I'm like supplying all the support while my wife and my younger son are holding down the camp at home back in the U.S. But um, it's a wild ride and I'm I'm glad I'm doing it and, and I'm committed to providing you with what you need so that, you know, you get the development and the growth you are after. 
I made a little video um, on Instagram about two weeks ago, and and I talked about being a, a self help junkie. Right now, it's it's kind of easy to throw that out there, and I get that, and I appreciate that. So if you found yourself getting hooked by that, then I don't know, tough. I mean, but but what I want people to get is it's easy to listen to these shows and, you know, participate in whatever online courses you might find or if you go to seminars or you read books or you listen to the audio books. And, you know, they are, I mean, certainly I can only speak for my work, but I, but I know other people in this genre and I know they've got the same idea for their work. And, and that, that is, you make change. Like you don't sit around in your life just gathering information. The, the, look, I get it. So, sometimes people say things, and I've been in those situations myself. If somebody said something, I'm like, oh, that's really fucking smart. I really like that. Oh, man, that really made sense to me. And then I'll tell somebody else, like, oh, I heard this person. It's, you know, this was years ago when I was first started doing personal growth work. But I was, you know, like I was scooped up. And and the kind of newness of it all and the new speed. So so I had I had this feeling that I was kind of going somewhere. But when I looked in the reality of my life, nothing had changed. So in other words, I was kind of getting into this world of personal growth, personal development, but all it was making me do was feel better about the shit that I was in. Right. So it was like, oh, well. You know, I just feel great now. I feel so much more empowered and I understand myself now, but nothing was changing. I wasn't forging a new future. And sometimes that's what happens in this work. You know, like you'll you'll kind of get onto something and you'll feel better about your shit storm. And and you'll you'll miss out on the opportunity of something called momentum. And the world of personal development is probably the most underrated word. Uh, momentum is a life force. So whenever you produce a result and an outcome, right? So it might be something simple like, let me see here. Uh, um, I'm going to start my own business. And you start that business. And it might have taken you a lot to get that going. It might take you a lot to get that rolling. But what you need to understand is that's only the beginning. You've you got to think of it like that proverbial giant rock. Right, that you're just starting to push. And at the beginning, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of drive and not a lot of movement. So not a lot of movement. Things aren't moving in alignment with the effort that it's taking. Right, I'll say that again. Things aren't moving in alignment with the effort that it's taking. So what do you do? More effort. So it takes more attention. It takes more action. It takes more conversations. And so you're you're literally, I guess figuratively actually, stirring up the molecules of your life, right? You're 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 mixing things up, you're moving things around. And but once that starts to move, the degree of effort that it takes actually goes down because what you find you're doing is the thing is now moving on its own and you're pushing it along and it's moving on its own 
and you're just pushing it along. Now, that is a critical part for us as human beings because when we get to that part when things are actually starting to move in our lives, that and I talked about this in previous episodes, the natural reaction, what people want to do is stop. They want to take a rest. They want to take a break. They want to enjoy their success. All that great stuff. Listen, it's a constantly unfolding phenomenon. You cannot back off it because the minute you back off it, or certainly within very close proximity to that, when you start backing off it, if you turn back to that rock again, you're going to realize it takes a whole lot of effort again to get it going. That is if you can get it going at all. Um, it's it's a common phenomenon. It's very, I mean, I you know, I remember people saying you know, this years ago, you know, like, oh, I've produced some great results in my life. Now I just want to go live it. Hey, well, hold on a minute. You don't get like that enthusiasm, that sense of passion, that sense of like adventure and things are moving for you was because of that momentum. You don't get to enjoy the momentum without some forward movement coming from you. So what does all of that mean? It just means every time you think you've taken ground and you have taken ground, you have to realize that ultimately this is a way of life called taking ground. It's a way of life called new and unexpected results. It's a way of life of, of integrity. It's a way of life of causing things to happen that were never going to happen without your participation. Now, it doesn't always mean, you know, it's some big fucking massive project, right? Um, because, you know, we, we don't all want the same future, right? And again, we've talked about that in very recent episodes, right? the one we were talking about potential and possibility. Um, but, but it really is important that you start to consider for yourself that whatever ground you've taken in the last five years, three years, two years, I'm going to invite you to consider the idea, take on the idea that you're kind of down the pathway of that that you started, but there are a whole litany of other pathways waiting for you to step up. Whole new levels of well, I call it performance, right? Because that's ultimately what it comes down to. Your ability to perform in this life. You know, look, it, I've seen people do this all the time. You know, they say, well, the life I've got now compared to the life I had is so much better. Yeah, I get that, right? I really do understand that. And that might feel great. But you have to realize that inbuilt thing for us as human beings is to stop, right? Again, you know, and I think I mentioned this recently too, I spoke to a bunch of business owners and, you know, the, the space that they were in, you could hear it in the room. It was so tangible. Like they'd, they'd accomplished success in their life and everything that they were doing in their businesses was to keep it. And that's the same generally in life too. Everything we do when we produce a result, whether a big one or a little one, we're more concerned with keeping it than stepping into a new set of unknown. I mean, geez, look at me, right? I mean, I'm I'm in the middle of, of Central Europe right now, right? I mean, my, my family is literally in two. I'm living out of a suitcase. 
um, you know, and take away food and, you know, and I've been here for quite a bit now and I'm going to be here for quite a bit to go. And, you know, but it's a whole new adventure. People don't speak my language here, which <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody speaks my language. But you understand what I'm saying. I really am a fish out of water here and I'm relishing it. I'm, I'm getting confronted by the disruption and the uncertainty. And I notice like the experience of myself, like trying to make this sure and trying to make this certain. And then I'll catch myself and I'll be like, dude, come on, you, you, you thrive here. You thrive in the chaos. You thrive. And that's something, something we need to remind ourselves that we're highly capable in the chaos, highly capable in the uncertainty, highly capable in an environment that's not what we're used to. Right. And, and, and by the way, you can just let go of that there's anything for you to figure out because you'll figure it out as it comes just as I've done. I mean, you know, I've got, I've got friends. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> no, I've got friends and I tell them what they're doing, what I'm doing. And they're like, are you out of your mind? Shouldn't you be like on a beach somewhere and just churning out books and, you know, going into that end of your life. What are you doing? You're like traveling all over the world and you're, yeah, that's right. Because it's important to me as a human being to be in some kind of game that inspires me. Right. And it's, and that's something I want my children to learn, like to play the games of their life, to be inspired by those games. And it, and by the way, I really mean everything's a game anyway. If you, um, it's, it's a pretty, pretty well known and established, you know, point of view or a philosophical view anyway, that the all of life really is a game. And that if you treat each of the elements of your life like they're a game, I'm going to play the game of my body. I'm going to play the game of my finances. I'm going to play the game of success or or, or recognition or accomplishment. I'm going to play that game and, and by the way, it's such a powerful way to engage with life because when I come at life from that perspective, when I'm playing the game, right, of supporting my sons and fulfilling on their futures, um, I have to include all the aspects of that game. And you hear me talk about this frequently, right? It's like, you know, people get stuck in certain areas of the life and I say, well, what were you expecting? And then you get to the heart of why they're stuck. Because they were expecting something different. When you play it like a game, oh, now you're in the world of it. Now, now this is this. Is, I'm in the game now. I, I know that even the stuff I don't know is coming as part of this game. And so it becomes more like a forward momentum, like I'm like I'm actually up to something, rather than waiting for life to come and hit me. I'm out there causing it and making it happen. And I'm telling you, that is the way ahead for you. It really is the way ahead for you where you got to really start to confront, you know, like if it's not going the way you want it to go, if it's not heading in the direction you want it to head, then you got to play the game and you fully got to play the game. And like, you know, again, if you think of it again, in terms of game, right? Like, and you could, you could come up with any kind of game, like game of darts or the game of running or the game of swimming or whatever, right? It's all games they all have a tempo. So if you're in the game of starting a new business, there's a tempo to that. 
There's a certain cadence to that. And the hard part is ramping up your actions until you meet the tempo, right? And you do. If you just keep going and keep ramping up the actions, you'll eventually meet the tempo of running a successful business. Sometimes people overstep it. Sometimes mostly people are way, way below. They're, they never quite got any tune with it, right? And and this includes, by the way, this is part of of what I'm, I'm writing about in, in my next book, which you won't see this sometime late in 2024. But this is part of it. It's part of like tuning yourself into the future, tuning yourself into what's next. And to get fucking enthusiastic about that, to get enthused about what's next for you. If you're not enthused by what's next for you, then you need to get up to something bigger or certainly something that fascinates you a bit more, right? And that is on you. That's not up to anybody else. And, and I tend to find that, I've heard that so many times with people, you know, they talk about losing their mojo or they're just a bit flat or they're trying to get back to the way they were before. Look, just start with the game you're playing right now. I bet it doesn't inspire you. Start there. Look at the game you're playing. I bet it doesn't inspire you. And if it doesn't inspire you, then you're getting the results of the game you're playing. So then, guess what? Change the fucking game. You gotta change the game. You get one shot at this life. And I really mean it. You get one shot. I was reminded, by the way, when I was talking about games there, it was Alan Watts, the English philosopher, who made a brilliant distinction about treating all of life like games. And all you're there to do is play at them and to play and to be at play in life. And we don't often have that as experience. We don't have the experience of being at play. We, we, we have the experience of being at fucking work. But even if you are at your place of work, you could treat that like play. And I don't mean just fucking goofing around. I mean like creating games in your day, right? So it's, and it's a big part of keeping you engaged and keeping you on point and keeping you, and keeping you centered. Um, and it's a beautiful distinction, by the way. Life is the game. It's it's a beautiful distinction. You get to really commit yourself to something that's just a little more than the ordinary humdrum day-to-day in and out actions that one takes. So that's the message for this week. If you do find yourself a little bit stopped, a little bit flat, a little bit, you know, not quite together, here's what I would say to you. Get up to a different game. Start playing a different game. Start playing a more powerful, more inspiring game and get in there. Get in there. Give it all you got. Get the momentum going. Start exploring life from that perspective. And there's way more to come from you. And I'm look, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm pleading with you, but I really want you to get there is way more to come from you, even if you've already produced brilliant results in your life. There's way more to come from you. There's way more there. All right, we're going to take a short break here. After the break, we're going to come back with our Unfuck Nation question of the week, which uh, I'm sure you're going to love. But anyway, um, and as you know, I love to give you the right questions. I want to give you questions that strike as many different you know, areas of life as possible and, and involve as many different people as possible. 
But, uh, but of course, if you have a question or you've got a comment for the nation or something you just want to know, some philosophical question even, um, you can call or text me on 646-450-3203, or you can email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Um, and then another important thing to understand is uh, we we need you to to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. So whatever you're getting your podcast, rate, review, and subscribe, please. It makes a massive difference to us. It boosts our numbers. It gets us noticed. You know, we get to grow the podcast with your little bit of commitment to rate, review, and and um, subscribe. All right, I'll be back in a few moments. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the second half of the show. Um, so, look, I, this is a question I actually got. Man, I, I think I might have got this question three weeks ago, maybe a little bit more. I, I actually was going to do this question last week, and I went for another one. I think I went for George's question last week. So, um, but but I, I went back to that question again, and I thought, i, I got to take a run at this because... I think it touches a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people who have maybe not this situation, but similar experiences in their life. So I'm going to pull it up right here and I'm going to read it out to you. It's a little long. So any bits I might have to jump through, but you'll get a sense of it. Um, This is from Diana. Diana says, uh, hello, Gary. I'm a huge fan of your work, although I am a Johnny come lately, as I only discovered you this spring. Where the hell have you been, Diana? Come on. Um, I have listened to all of your audiobooks. I started Do the Work, and I am through December of 2021 of the podcast. Um, my mother has been teaching me gnosis for most of my adult life, which I'm I'm guessing is a I'm really not familiar with it, actually, so I don't want to guess. Um, but I'm but I'm clear it's a form of a philosophy or a kind of um, a a methodology for possibly being at peace with yourself. I'm guessing, um, and I have read countless self help books. You are the first person who has put the important stuff together in a way that is actually helpful. As a matter of fact, I keep hesitating to ask my question because I keep thinking you must have answered it already. If you have, can you please point me to the direction to the correct podcast or book? It'll it'll be everywhere, Diana. I mean, what you're pointing to here is see, it's it's kind of all over everything that I do. Um, she goes on to say, "My name is Diana. I'm not good enough. People are stupid, and life is too hard." Right. So clearly, Diana's read. Stop doing that shit because that's where you get that kind of insight. Okay. My primary trigger is my family. So here is my truth. My mother lives in the basement of our house. Okay. 
I love having her there. Okay. She does her laundry, takes care of her dog when we go out of town, and I get to see her every day instead of whenever I can pencil her in. Okay, good. So far, so good, Diana. Here's what I believe my husband's truth is. My mother-in-law lives in the basement that used to be my man cave. She promised to quit smoking before she moved in, but she didn't. She constantly leaves the TV on, leaves lights on, leaves the outside door ajar, and she leaves the electric space heater on so high that it's 75 degrees down there in the winter. Her light bill is sky high, and it is mostly because of her. I feel like I have no say in my own house and that my wife does not support me. Okay. Side note, the evidence collected above has been gathered from countless conversations, so I'm not making it up. For the last five years, we have had these conversations. I have told him repeatedly that it hurts me every time he brings this stuff up. I have cried. I have asked him to stop. I have agreed with things that I don't agree with to keep the peace and have just been silent to make it stop. True confession. When I drink too much, which has been more than I would like to admit lately, I tend to let my unhappiness out. I sometimes even wail to try and get him to understand that I can't change my family, usually because my brother is a problem for us too. So here's the question, Mr. Scottish man, how do I fix this? My husband is unhappy with everything she does and feels like I am not on his side. I am unhappy every time he tells me something she does wrong which is at least four to five times per week in his mind. And asking him to stop has not helped as much as I thought it would. I have listened to Love Unfucked twice, but I've not been able to fix this on my own. How do you fix an unhappiness standoff in a marriage? This is super fucking simple, like super simple. Now, for anybody listening right now, I want you to really think about any kind of similar situation you've got in your own life. Right, where you feel as if you're getting pulled one way and you're getting pulled another way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get you out of this, Diana, in 30 seconds or less. Okay. When you invited your mother to come live with you, your husband agreed to that. Okay. When he agreed to that. It's now his choice. So when a moment he agreed to it, it's now his to own. It's not still yours to own. You don't owe him anything like you don't owe your mom anything. If he's got an upset with your mom, guess who he should be talking to? That's right, her. And if he's not effective at talking to her, again, not your problem. And if he wants your help to fix that with him, you actually don't have to do it. Just say, look, you're the one that's got these upsets with her, not me. I love you. I want you to resolve your upsets. But you can't ask me to resolve your upsets for you. You're going to have to handle them, and you're going to have to get to the bottom of them yourself. I'm not blaming you. I'm not judging you. In fact, there might be some things that I would agree with you on. However, they just don't bother me to that degree. So it's not an indication that I don't love you or support you. It's that really, you need to go handle it with a person who you have the upset with, rather than coming through me. And then I'm left with your junk and her junk back and forth. And it's really not my role. 
our agreement is we would have her to come live here. Are there some sides to that agreement that maybe she hasn't kept? Maybe, maybe not. Again, doesn't bother me. But if it bothers you, talk to the woman. See if you two can come in agreement about these items, right? There's a little piece to that, though, that your husband has held on to. Um, and here's what he's held on to. That, he was, that he's doing her a favor. So this whole arrangement lives for him like he's doing her a favor. So, so when you're talking about all the things that she's doing, it, it's all to offset that in his mind, whether he said or not, I don't care. You can tell by the nature of his upsets, like she's, she's, she's kind of taking advantage of the favor that he has afforded her. And, and it's really not the case, right? It's like he's invited her to stay in her home. And his home, that's, we're done. That's it. That was your choice. You made your choice, right? Now you got to negotiate the situation you find yourself in. And I'll tell you, Deanna, I know this might be a really difficult conversation for you to have with your husband, but this is the conversation you need to have. He's got an issue with your mom and she does X, Y, and Z. He needs to sort that out. And if he's harboring some resentment about her being down there now, that's on him. He needs to deal with his resentment, right? Instead of like blaming your mom for it or blaming you for it. I mean, you know, if if maybe you should let your husband listen to this, but he's, but he's being petty and petulant and rather than powerful, rather than powerful, because he could be powerful here. He could be like someone who says, look, I want to go ahead and I'm going to get this resolved. I'm going to put some things in place here that, that work. And then if they don't work, then I'm going to look at the situation to see if it's going to continue to work for me and your mom and you to live here in this situation. That would be powerful. That would be looking at it from a position of integrity. But constantly complaining and grinding and whining in my man cave and that is not powerful at all, right? That's just you know, emotionally bleeding in your own environment. So, you know, he's got to cut that out. And how, and the one way to, I mean, really, you're going to box him in. You're going to say, I'm, I'm not here to solve this problem for you. You got to solve this problem. You do add a little bit there about you consuming alcohol. I have no issue with people consuming alcohol. It's all fine. It's great. But I think you're already starting to see that it might be a thing for you. If you're starting to see that, then, you know, I can't say this in any, more uncertain terms that you got to, you got to handle that. Okay. You don't allow that just to kind of trickle on and in the days and the weeks and the months and the years, you can be 10 years into that behavior and wonder how the hell you got yourself there. Okay. So that you're mentioning that already makes me think that you think that this could become an issue for you. Nip it in the bud. All right. That's it for us this week. You guys have a great week. As usual, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, whatever you get your podcast, and check us out on YouTube now. I'll see you on the flip side.